So we finished here the sugya of Tavar Vishasir, Geshmaka sugya. Now we're going to start the new sugya of Kefil. Be'etzim Kefil is just brought as a proof towards the Din of Rav. The Gemara is going to challenge whether it's really a proof to the Din of Rav. But once it starts discussing the concept of Kefil, it's going to go back, I'm I'm sorry. It's going to go back and discuss how Chumash is applied in different circumstances, different Shittas Tanayim, how to understand what the Drasha is, what are the obligations when you have a situation of Chumash. Um, but it's really not a sugya which is so pertinent to Ardni Donim and Gzela and Gneva and theft and all the different understandings of what Bailas is. It seems it's really just a bit tangential. The reason it comes in again is a support to the Din of Rav. So we're going to learn it. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. If we're learning Dinim of Chumash and Asham, etc., this would be a great sugya. But we're not going to skip it also because Chaval, uh, it's almost a full amount of information. And it's also, there's um, going So we're going to do it, but it's not going to be with the usual thoroughness that we usually have it. So obviously what we're going to do, we're going to read through it once just to make sure we have the structure, get a basic idea of what's going on. And afterwards we'll go and start challenging the Gemara. So says the Gemara, we're on Samachim and Aleph, four lines from the bottom, the last one on the line, Tanya Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina taught, the Siyuel Rav is a support for the Din of Rav. That Rav said again that Karen Kane Shagan of Tashlumi Abu Tashlumi Kaifa Tashlumi Abu Chemisha Shasamada Bedin. So he told a Bryce as a support to Rav that Balabai Shaton Teniskanov, a Balabai who claims that he was he gave a Pikadon to his friend, and his friend was watching it, and his friend claimed that the Pikadon was stolen. And he claims to the extent of Anishba that his friend takes an oath that it was stolen and that he doesn't still have ownership, it's not in his domain anymore. He claims across the board, it's not by me, it was taken. The Plus, he had, afterwards, he admits that he was lying, that he took a shua shove, and that really the Pikadon was still by him. Ubo Adim. And Adim come as well to testify that he was lying on his shua and that he actually still has the deposit by him. So it says the Gemara as follows. Im bo Adim If the, he admits before the Adam came, then Mishalim Karen v'Chaimish, v'Asham he pays Karen, he pays back the principal plus Chaimish plus a fifth of the value of the principal v'Asham, and he's chayv a korban Asham. But if Adam come first before he admits, then the din is Mishalim Teshlumi Kefil. He pays Kefil because he's a Ganav, not because he's a Ganav, like we discussed earlier on Samach Beis and Beis. There's no Machayev of Kefil in Torantinus Ganav. That was the Drasha later on in the ninth parak. So he pays Kefil, the Asham, plus he's a Chayev of Korban Asham. But the Chaymishel Ola the Bekfeilai, Divrei Rabbi Yankiv. That the Chaymish, when he pays the Chaymish, he has to pay Chaymish, but the Chaymish can be incorporated within his payment of kefil. That's Rabbi Yaakov's opinion. So according to Rabbi Yaakov, you pay kefil, you bring a korban asham, your chayiv and chaymish, but your chaymish can be incorporated in your kefil payment. Obviously, we're going to have to explain what that means. That's Shittas Rabbi Yaakov. The Chachamim disagree. They say as follows. They bring a pasuk, that it says that what? That you have to pay a fifth when something which was bereshe, something that was from the onset. So mamin hamishtalim bereish meisiv chaimish. If there is mamun, there's a monetary obligation which was established already from the onset. 
on that type of monetary obligation, you have to pay chlemish. But if it is but there's money here which wasn't an obligation from the onset, i.e., there's a chiv kefal which is generated after the fact, and there's no chiv chlemish under those circumstances. So according to the Chachamim, what you're chayiv for when an Edom come and say that he's found, is you're chayiv kefal and you're chayiv an asham, but you're not chayiv chlemish. There's no chiv chlemish whatsoever. According to Rabbi Yaakov, there's a chlemish, a chiv chlemish, but the chiv chlemish can be incorporated within your payment of kefal. According to the Chachamim, you're only chayiv kefal and asham, you're not chayiv chlemish bechlal. That's the sheet of Chachamim. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Yomer, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai is of the opinion where he says, "Ein chaimish ve'asham mishdalim b'makrim sheish kefel." According to Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, not only are you exempt from chaimish when you're paying kefel, but you're also exempt from the korban. So here we have a three-way machlekes tonight. According to Yaakov, when you are found to be lying, you're caught by Adam on a tovantinus ganav. You pay kefel. You pay chaimish, and you have to bring a korban asham. According to the Chachamim, Yechayev Kefil and Yechayev an Asham, but Yepata from Chemesh. And according to Shem Yechay, Yechayev only Kefil. Now there was a caveat in Rabbi Yaakov that Chemesh like will speak out. Now, the Gemara still isn't finished bringing a proof for Rav, right? This is all abroad as a proof for Rav. So let's see how the Gemara is going to use this as a proof to Rav. So continues the Gemara, Ketani Mihas, however, was taught. That the chlemish can be incorporated into the payment of kefil according to Rabbi Yaakov. So yes, the Gemara Hechidami. What's our case? That the chlemish shoelah the bekefilai. Ilema, if you're going to say demi from the onset, the object when it was stolen was worth four. And when you were chayev, the edim came, and you were found to be a ganav. You that tointenis ganav were found to be a ganav was worth four. How can you say that the chemish is incorporated within the kvela? Kvela arba, the kefil is arba, because kshasamada bedinu is still worth four. The chemish is zuzah, but the chemish is a zuz. A chemish doesn't mean 20%. A chemish means that if I were to take a fifth, a fifth part, right? So if I were to take something, I want to make a fifth part, what do I do? I divide my given numerical value into four. So let's say if I owe $10 and I pay chemish on $10, I divide 10 to 4 is 250 And I make that a fifth payment of 250 that's that would be 1250 in total. Let's say I make chemish according to Chazal. So if I have a chiv on the keren was 4, a chemish of the keren is 1. So if my kefil is 4, how can I say chemish if my kefil is 4 and my chemish is 1? That's the Gemara's question. So it says the Gemara, El alav demi alba. Rather, it must be that from the onset it was worth four. Well, the b'sheif is shavia zuza, and in the end, b'shasamad b'din was only worth a zuz, one zuz. Why the kefil zuza? Because kefil goes k'shasamad b'din, and the kefil b'shasamad b'din was only a zuz, and the chimish zuza. Then the chimish is also a zuz, and therefore what? Therefore, we see that the price, the value of the keren and the kefil is the same. And seemingly, in order to say chumsha we see in the Gemara that the price of the kefil and the chlemish have to be equivalent. So if that's the case, that if you're paying for, for the rate of the keren is four, and I can prove that from the fact that the chlemish is one, and the kefil 
is one, because that's the value of Kshasa Madabedin. So it says the Gemara, Alma Keren Kein Sheganav. That's a proof of the dinner of Rav that Keren goes after the time of Geneva, when it's Kein Sheganav. And Tashlumi Kefal, Tashlumi Abav Chamisha, Kshasa Madabedin. And the Tashlumi Kefal Abav Chamisha, the Knassas, go after the Shasa Madabedin, the sentencing court. And therefore, the actual din of Rabbi Yaakov is a Mishnaic support to the Memra of Rav. And therefore, the Gemara, that's Rebchanina's point. The whole reason we brought the Chemish was to bring this support for Rav. Now comes along Gemara and wants to challenge this is not a support. What's the Gemara's challenge? Amar Rava. Rava says as follows. rather I tell you, Dimi Korosh of From the onset, it was worth four. Vahashta nami shavya arba, vahashta being bishasamada bedin, was still worth four. There was never a price flux, it was four, worth four across the board. But it's a kashya, and what are you going to ask? Kvele dad vachum shazuza, that the kefal is four and the chemish is one. So therefore, they don't have that caveat that the chemish and the kefal have to be the same value. Hachabemayaskinam, what is the case here that we're dealing with? So what's our case here? Our case is that he took four different shvuas, and after each shvua that he wasn't told, that he wasn't uh, that he wasn't that he didn't take it. Afterwards, he admits that he took it. So each time he's chayv a new chaymish. So there, since he did this four times, he's chayv four different chaymishim. Four different chaymishim is four zuz. So to that, that's how he wants to, Rav wants to explain the case of Rabbi Yaakov. And the Torah Amran, the Torah said, Chamishosiv, right? Chamishosiv is his Chamishios, it's plural. So it says the Gemara, Torah So therefore, for the fact that it was written in plural, Chamishosiv, <coughs> that could teach us that Lo'ilam we don't have a proof for Rav, and we can just make it an interesting circumstance that the guy lied four times. Yeah, and therefore you can't bring a proof for Rav. Right? Now, obviously, the Pashtis is about it like Rav, but we, to say that we have a Mishnaic source, we don't have a Mishnaic source. Continues the Gemara. Amramar. Amramar says, They make a Joshua that the Pasuk says, And what does that teach us? If it's we're talking about a monetary payment which exists from the onset, then you pay chaimish. But if it's mammon which doesn't exist from the onset, you don't pay a chaimish. But you do bring a carbon. Sound like this. That's the sheet of Chachamim. Yechayev in Keren, Yechayev in Kefal, Yechayev in Asham, but Yepatram Chaimish. Now ask the Gemara, Why is Chemish unique that you don't pay it? Because it says that on something which you chayev b'reish, that's why you pay a Chemish. Ask the Gemara, Asham nami d'lemishalim. Why? So, so you shouldn't also pay Asham. Why not? Because what's the Pasuk say? It says from the Reish you pay a Chemish. Something that you chayev from the onset you pay a Chemish. Ve'es ashamay. Then it says ve'es ashamay. Ve'es ashamoshim seems to imply that the same way that the chaymish you don't pay because you won't chayv it from the onset. So the ashamish also shouldn't pay because you won't chayv from the onset. 
So I'm in the Rabbanon. So the Rabbanon will say, nah, that's not a diak. Why is that not a diak? Because es poske kro. Because the fact that it says es distinct, it makes a distinction between the psukim. That that in order to be chayv chomish, it has to be a mamon that you're obligated on from the onset. And then, asham is separate. You're chayv in asham. The es separates. So it comes along the Gemara and says, okay, that's very good according to the Rabbanon, but what does Rabbi Shimon Yabachai do? Rabbi Shimon Yabachai says, you're potter from Chaymish and the Asham. Ah, it says S. So it says the Gemara, the S, Ave Kro. So it says Rabbi Shimon Yabachai, it would be true if it just says S Ashamai, but it says the S Ashamo. The S Ashamo is going ahead and including it into the Pasuk. Since it's including it, since it's not Mulman, which is Mishtal Bereish, you also put it from the Asham. Yes, the Gemara of Rabbanan. So, according to the Rabbanan, then, what do they do with the Vav? The Vav seemingly should combine the two. Amri Lechos, they respond to you, No, the Rabbanan will respond, if that was the case, that the Vav is going ahead and including it, so then the Torah doesn't have to write anything. Don't write a Vav. Don't write an S. Why? Because S, the whole reason you have to write the Vav is because the S separates them. So don't write a Vav, don't write an S, and then everything will be included. Elamai, it wrote S to separate. So then don't make a drasha from the Vav. So how does Rabbi Shimba Yochai respond to that? So Rabbi Shimba Yochai, Yomalachal, he will say to you, S is Kosov. It has to be that they write the, vav, the S. Why? Because the Gemara wants to, the Pasuk wants to distinguish between Mam and Gvaya, Mam and Hediyat. Mam and Gvaya being the Chimish, Mam and Hediyat being the Korbon. And therefore, since it wants to distinguish between them, it has to say each one separately. It says, Chimishai ve'es Ashamai. Hilkoch, since they did that, Asavav Avikro. The Vav came along and combined the two Psukim to teach me, according to that I'm going to be exempt if it's not Mam and Mashtalim that's the basic read of the Gemara. Now, before we start addressing the Gemara and the nitty-gritty of the Gemara, I just want to make a ha'ara to a point that we've made already for a long time. But I think this Gemara is a tremendous support for it. I want to ask a basic question. If, if there's a chi of keren which exists the whole time, if there's a chi of keren that exists the whole time, and... The only thing that changes from the Chiv Keren is that we add on an additional payment called Kefil. Why? What's lacking when I'm Chayv in Kefil the moment of Mishtal and Beresh? Seemingly, the moment of Mishtal and Beresh still exists. The Chimish is on the Keren, not on the Kefil. The Keren always existed. So, the Pasha Pshat in the Gemara is that inasmuch as the Keren includes a Kefil, and the Kefil was something that added on after the Maisa Geneva, and the Chimish is not on anything outside of the Maisa Geneva. It's not going on the moment that was in Tesef Achakach. So I would claim that this Gemara, the Pasha read of the Gemara, is a very, very big support to what we've said of Pshat and Rashi, the Rambam, that Be'etzim, there's two different payments. There's a payment called Keren, that's if you're not caught. And there's a separate payment if you're caught, called Kefal, and that's a singular payment. A Memele. V'chayv kefil, that's a new, that's a newly generated chiv that happened b'shas amad b'din. That doesn't, that didn't exist beforehand. And therefore, that's why the, the, the Pasuk says, b'reish sheva chamishisei, it has to be a moment which exists from the onset, from the Maisa Geneva. The chiv kefil didn't exist from the Bazan Geneva. Masha Enkin, if you learned Pasha, that the Pshad is that y'chayv keren, the chiv keren kicks in b'shas Geneva, and afterwards y'chayv kalimish. So what's lacking in the b'reish sheva chamishisei? The keren is here b'reish, so a chimish on the keren. 
So that's why I would say this is a, a very Gishmaka proof. The Pashtas Zichr is like that. The question is that at the end of the day, we know that Tesuus holds like this other Tzad, that there's a Chiv Karen, and afterwards a Chiv, is a chiv Kremesh. So you have to say is that Bereshe means that the payment for the Maisa Geneva was wholly generated Bishas Geneva from the onset. Whereas when it comes to a Chiv Karen, without a Chiv Kefel, so the Chiv Karen is is what? The Chiv Karen is the only thing that existed the Shas Geneva. Aye, so you you have a different payment also afterwards. So since that's true, since there's another payment, that the point of the payment is money going to the hand of the of the Bayim so then that's lacking in Baroshal. The Baroshal inc- includes all of the different payments that are encompassed within um, the Chiyuvei Geneva. So that's, that's how I would make a basic read in the Gemara. And that's very Gishmak. Now, there are a few Nakudas here that we're going to have to talk about. So on the most basic level, it's very, very clear that there's something called the Chiyuv Chaymish, and let's talk in the world of Rabbi Yaakov. In the world of Rabbi Yaakov, so there's something called Chaymish, there's something called Kefil, there's something called Asham. And when I pay Kefil, my Chaymish can go in my Kefil. When I pay Kefil, my Chaymish can go in my Kefil. Now, how does that make any sense? Let's just talk basic math. I steal something, it's worth a hundred bucks. When I stole it, it was worth a hundred bucks. Now, when I'm caught, it's worth a hundred, it's worth 25 bucks, let's say. So, my kefil is 25, and my karen's 100. So, how much is my chemish? And my karen's 100. My kefil is 25. My, my chemish is 25, because it's a chemish of the karen. So, then that means I owe you 100 plus 25 plus 25. That means that I owe you 150. I owe you $150. Comes along the Gemara and says, Bianca says, that if I pay kefil, that covers my chemish. So, I don't get it. What did I pay if I pay Kefil? I paid $125. But I owe you $150. I owe you $100 plus $25 for the Kefil plus $25 for the Chemish. So how does me giving you $125 end up giving you a payment of $150? Right? That's, that's mathematically not reasonable. That's point number one. Point number two is why does Chemsho Ola the Kefil mean that they have to be the same? It's very clear from the Gemara, right? And the discussion of the Gemara, the whole proof for Rav was the fact that means that the Chimish and the Kefal can be the same. And that means that there has to be a disparity between the value of the payment of the Karen and the value of the payment of the Kefal. That's the only way that we can make the Chimish actually be the same value as the Kefal itself. If that's the case, so then why, 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 why? Every time that I pay you, let's say it's not the case, right? Let's say that it was worth four when I took it. It's worth four bishasamad din. So my karen's four, my kefal's four. How much is my chimish? One. So if I pay you four for my if I pay you four for my kefal, I've added the one for my chimish is also there. So who cares? If the point is that it has to be incorporated within the payment to my kefal, if it's less than the kefal also. That should be no different. So how come, what's the concept? Number one, how could it be that there's a payment, if I owe you $150, how could I pay you $125 in Amiyad, say? 
And number two, who cares if it's even Stephen, even if it's not even Stephen? They're different. As long as my kefal is more valuable than my chaymesh, then why isn't that also called chum she'ele bekfeilei? So these, these questions are difficult in the basic reading of the Gemara itself. Now that being said, let's, uh, let's read through the Rashi. Yeah, I want to read through all the Rashis. I have to read through the Rashis. Then there's two Rashis that I want to go ahead and sit on for a little bit. So Rashi says, Mishalem Kerin V'chemesh V'asham. says, Rashi, Mishum Shavua, Ve'inkan Kefal, the Menuk Maspata. He pays Kerin V'chemesh V'asham, he doesn't pay Kefal because he admitted before that Edom came. Therefore he's Pata from the Knas. So you say very clearly that Chemesh is not a Knas. Right? You're Pata from Kefal because it's Knas. Chemesh is not a Knas. But if Edom came first, he's already Chayv and Kefal, and then he's made that. Then the din is Mishalem Kefal V'asham V'chemesh Olelebetecha Kefal. Now it says Rashi. This Rashi we're going to have to sit on. We're going to make some diukim, and then we'll come back to it. Rashi says Shari Chemesh the Baylim Hu. Chemesh belongs to the Baylim. Who shakal and he got it. Valkulcha Chadur Rav Yaakov, and therefore it has to be that Rav Yaakov is discussing a case B'sheshavin Ke'echod. That they're equal to one thing, a chaymish v'akefil. Both the chaymish and the kefil are equal to one payment. K'mayri. That's what we're discussing. Because if the kefil is more than the chaymish, v'av chaymish chavi. It's not considered chaymish, v'lay miftilei. And therefore he's not going to be exempt at the mishan chaymish until he pays the chaymish, the chaymish kapara d'shuahi. Because the chaymish is the atonement of a shua. So we see very clearly that Rashi is indicating that the chimish is a kapara. Chimish is not a knas. Chimish is something which goes to the mailim. And the chimish has to be something which is equal to the value of kefal. If you want to say this patent, if you want to say this little rule, this trick that somehow I can pay kefal and exempt myself from the payment of the chimish. That's what we see in Rashi. We're going to come back to this Rashi soon. Continues Rashi on the Ahmed Beis. He only pays Karen, Meresh, Vehishiv Sashamai, and when it says, the Pasuk says, Vehishiv Sashamai, Haino Karen, that's referring to Karen, Shu Asham, because he's, he's guilty, Vechita Olav, and sinned about this Karen, the initial thing that he took. And the different Pasuk it says over there, Vehishiv Yavi Lashem, and his Asham you should drink. So those are the two psukim we're discussing. But money which is not obligated to pay for on the front onset, like in our case, the Ika Kefil, because it's a Chiv Kefil, because the Adam came and caused him to be guilty before he himself admitted, then it's not relevant to Halach of Chemish. And even if the Chemish and the Kefil weren't equal, it's Potter, because the Chemish doesn't apply to money which you weren't obligated from the onset. Then Reb Shimon comes along, and what he do? He includes the Ashim also to the Ptur, to the exemption of Maman Shein Mishdal and Beresh. Continues Rashi. Kveile Dalid v'chum shezuza, v'keima de'inan shavin, since they're not equal, lo'ychumish mikri, it's not called chumish, or le'salakvei. So you see from Rashi, that in order to be called chumish, it has to be equal to the kefal. I need a beer. Why is that, right? You would have thought chaymish is just the payment. Continues Rashi. The kvila zuza, the chumsha zuza, the chaymish, basa, kana shaiminon. The chaymish follows 
the value of the Karen. The Karen Mashalam Kane Shaganov, and you pay Karen based off the value of it was the item at, at the time of the theft. And Nimsa Karen Dalad Vachimshim Mesifalov Mechutz. Zuza. The Chimish we add on from the outside another Zuz. The Kefila Zuza. The Kefila is also Zuz. The Kefila Kshasamadu Bidin. And the Kefila is the time period of sentencing. Vainu Kerav. And that's a proof for Rav. Dilav Karen Kane Shaganov. Because if Karen wasn't Kane Shaganov, then Havi Zuza Chimish. The Zuz wouldn't be a Chimish. The Kefil Kain Shaganav, and if Kefil is Kain Shaganav, Avidalad, it would be worth four, not one. Now the Shmamina could have, rather we have a proof that he did in his Rav. Then we go back and forth in the drushes between the Chamim and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbanan Amis Lachal, Ila Avinu Kaboy, Elichlev Levlov, and the S, right? If we're just trying to include the two of them together, we wouldn't have to write the Vav or the S. It's not normal to put them together. That's Rashi. Now, the Rashis here are difficult, and let's focus on two of them, yeah? The two Rashis I'm going to focus on. Now, first of all, let's go back to Rashi on Samachim at Aleph. And Debra Maschil, Meshalem Kefal Va'asham V'chemesh Al-Betecha Kefal, the last Rashi on the Amud. So Rashi says, "Meshalem kefil va'ashem v'chimish el b'teicha kefil." He pays kefil, he pays ashem, and the chimish is incorporated within the kefil. Says Rashi, different parts. Let's break it down. Number one, shahari chimish lebaylem hu. Number one, the chimish belongs to the baylem. Now, why in the world does Rashi have to tell us that? That's a, that's a wild statement, right? Obviously, Chimish is the Bailim. Who else should it go to? It should go to, it should go to Beistin, it should go to Beistin. Who should it go to? You're the one that you're trying to cause him a loss. Obviously, it goes to the Bailim. But Rashi, no. Shaharei, behold, Chimish goes to the Bailim. Bella. So what's Rashi, what's Rashi addressing? Number one. The Hu Shakal. You're right. He got it. Right? Why do you have to tell me that? Obviously, he got it. How do I know he got it? Ah, oh, you know how he got it? Because he paid him. It seems like that's not the point, right? It wasn't that he was paid. Hushakal, he got it, he accepted it. What's so significant him him getting it, him receiving it? That's point number two. Point number three. Now, the exact, the, what follows suit, these two statements? Number one, it's Chimish is the Bailim. Number two, the Bailim got it. It says, Rashi, if that's the case, it has to be, it has to be, and Rabbi Yaakov only talks about a case with a shavim. That's wild. That means Rashi already, by virtue of the fact that the chimish is under the kfeilim, knows that they have to be equal. In, uh, how do we know that? Because it goes to the bainim. We care it goes to the bainim. He cares that he got it. A it has to be that they're equal ke'echod. A chimish ha'kefil. That what's the connection, right? It could be that chimish goes to the bainim. It could be the bainim got it, and they're not equal. What but no, no says Rashi, because Chimish goes to the Bailim and they're equal, psh, he got it. He got it. They have to be equal. They have to be equal now. Tell them, what's the connection? Yeah, says Rashi. This is point number four in Rashi. If the Kefal was more than the Chimish, it's not Chimish if it's not equal. Why? And then he would have to pay the chaymish. Why? 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 What? The only way that it's even called chaymish 
is if it's the same value as the kefil. What's pshat? Says Rashi, why would you have to pay it? Because chimish is a part of the kapar of the shvua, and that's something that you can't walk away without it. So right now we have these five points in Rashi. Number one, chimish goes to the Bailim. We don't know why it has to go to him. Then it says, v'hushakl. Rashi thinks it's important that he received it. Number three, the fact that those two points are true, it must be that they're shelving. What's the connection? Number four, if they're not equal, it's not chaymesh. And if it's not chaymesh, he has to pay the chaymesh. And number five, that's an integral thing to do because he needs a kapara. That's what we see in Rashi number Aleph. Let's turn to Rashi on Bayes. So Rashi says, Kvila, in Rashi Deva Maschal, Kvila Dalad Vachum Shazuza. Rashi says, Vekeven de Einan Shavin, since they're not the same, they don't have equal value. Lo Chimish Mikri, they're not, it's not called Chimish. It's not called Chimish when they're not equal. Vele Salikle, and it's not Eula for him. It doesn't work for him. What do you mean it didn't work for him? He didn't pay it, right? No, it didn't work for him. So all these together, I want to paint a picture. Yeah, especially in light of our first question, is if I owe you $100 for carrot, I owe you $25 for kefil, and I owe you $25 for chlemish, how can I pay you $125 for $150 worth of value that I owe you? So I want to I propose something, Bidas Rashi, which I think is Pashat, but I think it's important that we have to speak it out. Yeah? Rashi does not hold that chlemish is a monetary chiv. There's no monetary obligation to pay chlemish. There's an obligation to give a chaymish. To give a chaymish. Now, what's that mean? That means when the Torah said that you took a shvushav, you lied. You said that you didn't. You weren't shaleich yad in this bikodin. You said it was stolen. And to the extent that you were willing to lie about it, you took an oath and took a shvushav and claimed that this was taken. But it was all one big fat lie. Now that you did that, says the Torah, you have to pay a chaymish of that karen. So it's worth 100 bucks, pay an extra $25. Now, the point of that $25, says Rashi, is a kapara. So, how do I have that kapara? How am I supposed to achieve that? Says Rashi, a massive chiddush. You know what? Be'etzem, if the whole point's kapara, that means that you have no financial obligation of this $25 through the binary shaynim. The point is that we want to give you a slap on the wrist. We want you to be to atone for that which you did wrong. So we want to lose, we want to take away your money. And it's not a knas, it's not a fine, a penalty. It's a punishment, it's a kaparo. We want, we want to make you go through something difficult. We're taking your money away. We're taking it away, you're shipping it, you have to get rid of it. Says Rashi, you know what? There's a chiddish. You know who that money goes to? That money goes to the Biden. Now, the fact that it's not a monetary chov, if it was a debt, if it was a payment for the act of taking, then obviously it goes to the bailim. What, every time someone pays someone to take something from, uh, from a bailim, Rashi has to tell us you have to give it back to him, or does he give it back to who? The bailim. Shkleich, obviously. Comes along, chlemish, no, you have to go to the bailim. So from there, that stage one, it's clear that Rashi learned it wasn't monetary debt. It can't be. It can't be a monetary debt. So as the Chiddush says, Rashi, you should know, number one, that it goes to the bailim. Number two, and what do we need that the Bailim do regarding this Chaymish? We need that the Bailim accept it. So the act of Kapara is to separate a Chaymish of the Karen and make sure that it goes to the hands of the Bailim. Therefore, comes along Rashi and says, you know what has to be then? 
it has to be that the value of the kefil is equal to the chaymish. The value of the kefil is equal to the chaymish. Why? Says Rashi and Ahmed Beis, Svara. What's Rashi's Svara? The kefil the inon shovin. If they're not the same, like chaymish mikri, it's not called chaymish, but they sell it like, and therefore it doesn't work for him. Meaning to say as follows. We have to see when the Torah says Yechayim and Chaim, it says Rashi, you know what you have to do? You have to make sure, you have to give him, you have to transfer $25 to him. You have to transfer him a Chaimish. Now, that Chaimish is an act. It's an act of transfer. It's not an act of payment, it's an act of transfer. You have to move the money from one hand to the, well, your hand to his hand. So therefore, if that's the case, and I want Chaimish to be a little bit I want to pay Kefal, I want to pay a monetary obligation, but use that to also play the role of my atonement. Says Rashi, The two things have to be the same value, not because I'm killing two birds with one stone, I'm paying two debts at the same time with one payment. That's, a, that's, that's a, an impossibility. You don't have to go to Sai Sim in order to know that, right? That's something which for Etzim is, is, is Pashat, right? You can't owe $150 and pay $125. Elamai, you don't owe $150. You owe $125. And you have to do an act of giving $25 also on top of that. Says Rabbi Yaakov, if the $25 that you owe as Mechemish can also be transferred as Mechemish, so beautiful. So then it has to be that they're the same. And therefore, the, 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 the Karen, the, I'm sorry, the Kefal can be wearing two hats at once. The Kefal can be wearing a hat of both a payment of kefil, and the kefil can be paid wearing the hat as uh, as as a transfer of $25. And the transfer of $25 suffices for my payment of for my payment of the chlemish itself. Why? And therefore it says Rashi continues. Because if the kefil was more than the chlemish, lav chom shahavi, then there was no transfer of that monetary value of the chaymish. And therefore, he's not exempt from his atonement process until he pays that. Why? Because chaymish is a kapar of a shvua. So according to what we're saying, there's a mess of Chiddush and Rashi. That there's a concept called chaymish. And the concept of chaymish is that I have to pay. I don't have to pay money. I have to transfer money from my hand to your hand. Yeah, it's not a payment. It's Ba'atsam, for the same price the Torah could have said, I give you a bag of tissues, and I put the bag of tissues from your hand to his hand. It's not that we don't care about the money per se. The manifestation of the act is an act that's related to money, but not because you have a debt to him, you're not indebted to him. And then we can stress the fact. Why? Because Rashi says, number one, the Why does Rashi have to stress that? But also even more so, I can't owe someone money and not pay them because the second a second obligation they have to them is the same the same value. That's 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 ludicrous. So it says Rashi, it's it's not a, a monetary obligation, it's an act you have to go through in order to achieve kapara. So therefore Khimsha means that when I did that act, I can do the act of payment of my kefil. I can pay my kefil, and when there is an equal value to that of the Khimish, that movement from my hand to your hand also has a dual role to fulfill my obligation of of chaymish. That's very, very, that's kishmak. I'm saying that, if, if that's the pshat, the taki answers up all our questions, it answers up the diyukim and rashi, but it's a massive chiddush. 
It says from Yisav Chiddush that Taka Tisus disagrees with Rashi, and he has a different explanation how to learn Pshat and the Gemara. So let's see that now. Yeah. So it says Tisus. Based on that which Rashi said, that when it says, the Gemara says, that he pays the kefil and he therefore, since he pays the kefil, he's exempt from the chemish. It's a little difficult. Who cares if the chimish is the kefal. I'm sorry, is four, and the chimish is azuz. So, what's Tisa's question? So, it seems very clear to me, for a few reasons, and I'll explain it. That Tisa is assuming in the world of Rashi that Rashi understands that chimish is a tashlumen. The tashlumen is a payment. How? Number one, what's he saying? He says shemesh shalim. First of all, he says that you're paying it, right? According to Rashi himself, that precise reading in Rashi. It says, Chimish is the Bailim. It goes to the Bailim. It doesn't say he pays it to the Bailim. It says, Chimish is the Bailim. It goes to the Bailim. Vushakal, and he received it. It never says in Rashi that he paid it. But Tisus jumps away right away and he says that it's Tashlumen. Shemashalim is a kefil. And then, he's Nifta Bakach. He's Nifta. Nifta means that he's exempt. He's exempt from a payment. Rashi never says that. Rashi says, it was a very solid way. It wasn't Eulah for him. It didn't work for him. Rashi says, that it's a kapara, right? It seems like from the world of Tesvis that we're discussing a payment, whereas Rashi is discussing a world of kapara. So therefore, if it's a world of payment, and the question is, just did he receive money as Tesvis, then, who cares if they have an equal value? Even if they don't have an equal value, if I pay you $100, and, and, I, and I, owe you, I pay you $100 for my kefil, and it's $50 for my chemish. So within the $100 I gave you is also $50. You also got a payment of $50. So who cares? That's Tisvis' kasha. Comes along Tisvis and says, Umiyubukuntras. Avi, right? What did Rashi say though? He's aware of this. The less they kapora bechemish. What's Rashi say? Rashi says, it's not the pshat that he didn't pay the chemish. The pshat he doesn't have a kapora. He doesn't have an atonement with the chemish. Why? Kaven she'ein nikar, since it's not recognizable, umuv l'betoicha kefil, and enveloped from the kefil itself. Therefore, he's aware that Rashi maybe is not talking about uh, tashlumen. Now, what is Rashi yes saying? Tursus doesn't tell us. But Tursus asks that if you're looking for something which is equal, it has to be an equal value, that doesn't make any sense that we're talking about a tashlumen. And then he says that maybe Rashi is not talking about a Tashlum, he's talking about something new, a Kapara, and Tosus doesn't attempt to explain what Rashi is yes saying. Now continues Tosus and says something different. If we were to explain that means that we pay and that would also work for my payment of Kefal as well, having Nicha, then it would make sense to have a Parikh Shapir. Then, because the Gemara would be asking, well, now what's that mean in the world of Tesis? What's he coming to say here? So the way that I understand Tesis is that he's coming along and saying that maybe Chemsha Elul doesn't mean that I pay the Kefal and I'll be exempt from the Chemish. Maybe it means Fakert. Maybe it means that I'll, just the opposite, I'll pay the Chemish and via paying the Chemish, 
then that will also cover my payment of kefil. And how would that work in the reading of the Gemara? The Gemara would say, Hey, dummy. What's our case with Chimsha that I pay my Chimish and that covers my kefil payment? If that means from the onset that I would pay four for the Karen, and I'd pay four for the kefil, then Chimsha I would pay the Chimish and exempt for kefil. How could that be? Kefil Arba. For the kefil, I have to pay four. The Chumsha Zuza. And the Chumsha is only a Zuz. So if that's the case, then if I pay a Zuz for my Chumsha, how does that work for my Kefil? So Tesis would, at Batsum, prefer to flip it. And if he flips it, what's he gain? He gains number one, that we're talking about a Tashlumen. There's a Chiv Maman. Number two, he gains that obviously if I pay less then the value of my higher payment, so I'm not going to be potter from it. So here I pay I one and four. And if I pay one, that can't exempt me from a payment of four. And that way, he's not going to be bothered. If I pay four, obviously it covers for a payment of one. He's not going to be bothered by that because he only paid one out of the four, and he didn't pay the whole four. Now he's going to have a different issue. Why four? Why does four suffice? If you have a heap of five, that's fine. But at least you see that the question is, is mitigated to a large degree by the fact that at least... We're asking here that you're making a smaller payment, you didn't cover the larger payment. That's how Tosis would prefer to see the question. So now says Tosis, Avalashin Bikfeli Le Mashmahochi. Now Tosis is being honest, and he's saying the language of Bikfeli doesn't imply as such, because Bikfeli means in his kefil, meaning to say, in his kefil implies that the, with the, the payment of the kefil, you also cover your chemish. It sounds like a yes paying kefil. You're, you're paying big failure. There's a transfer big failure of his kefil. And even though there's a transfer of his kefil, so he still doesn't cover his chiv chemish. Now, so he's being honest. Our, our, our gears of the Gemara doesn't match him like his pshat. Now, brings to us, as a different gears, according to the gears of Tesfes, the Tesefta, I'm sorry, it says that the chemish is oila. Within his kefil, there mitach kefili isn't mashma that it has to be that the payment is a payment of kefil. It is a payment of chaymish, and even though it's a payment of chaymish, nonetheless it will exempt you from yechiv kefil. So that would be an advantage in the world of Tesis to go with the gears of the tesefta. Now it comes along the rival. The rival mifarish. The rival says a different shot. Rival mifarish da lashon b'raisa kaporich. That the Gemara is really asking on the language of the Braisa, that it's a technical question. That Be'etzem, Avada the Gemara understands like Tesis, that if I pay a higher value, then incorporated within that value, higher value is also the lower value. But the Gemara is bothered by a technical question. The Gemara's technical question is that how could it be that I can have a Chemish which is with right? What's Betech the Kefil mean? But the kefil means with the totality of the kefil. The whole kefil can be covered with the whole chemish. The two things are equal. It's a, it's a, it's a semantic. Not semantic. It's almost semantic. Right? It's a linguistic diuk. That's the way the Maram speaks it out. That um, that through the payment of the kefil, it has to be niftabakach from the whole chemish. Let me find you the exact lashon in the, in the Maharam. He says that a few lines in, it looks like two lines under the Dibra Maschil, the Heich Matzino Shachim Shavu Lechefel. Right, that we're looking for a case technically where they're the same. 
So technically, we're the same. That would only be in a place where the din is like Rav, that the Karen was four and the Kefal was one. But does it have to be like that and for the din of Chimsha to be Eulah Betecha Kefal that we don't have to have? If we want it to be Bikfela, then they have to be the same. If we don't want it to be Bikfela, they just want the two things to work in tandem, so each one independently would suffice. Therefore, we see that there's Ba'etzem, three different opinions here. There's Rashi that understands that the din is a din of Kapara, it's not a din of Tashlumen. There's Tuisvis who understands that the din is a din of Tashlumen, but it's a Tashlumen of Chimish which covers my Kefil. He is bothered by the Argus of the Gemara, but the, according to the Tosefta, he doesn't have that issue. And we have the Riva that learns that we're looking for a specific case where I pay my Chimish, and by paying my Chimish, I pay my Kefil, I'm sorry, and when I pay my Kefil, then that also covers my Chimish. And that's just only in a case where we're looking, the Gemara is looking for whatever reason, for a specific case where those two things, it's a full, even Stephen payment. Those are the three approaches in the Gemara. Now there is a basic question here that is a bit problematic according to Teisvis, right? Let's say take for the Riva, for example. According to the, we're looking for a case of Chimsha Elabetech Kveilei, and therefore what? Every case we're discussing, you're going to, your, your payment of Kefil is going to exempt you from Chimish. So what's the difference between Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim? The Chachamim also hold you're always part from, from, from Chimish. Right? You're always part from Chimish because maybe they should be Chimish also, that you're going to be part of Be'etzim. So that's a Kasha. The Manami is a Kasha. Um, and especially in the world of Tesis, the two things don't have to be equal. Right? As long as they're incorporated within the din. According to the Rashi, it's not such a question because any time that the din and the kefal and the chimish are not the same, that's when there's going to be a difference between Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim. But according to, according to Tisvis, where every time I pay kefal and my kefal is larger than my chimish, so then I'm going to be exempt. So then where's the machlekes between Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim? So Tisvis, the Maram here says, Apashra Karetz, this turns is what happens if my kefil is less than my chemish, for example, is worth four b'shasa gneva, and is worth chetzizuz b'shasa madabedin. So my chemish is going to be worth one. My kefil is going to be worth half a zuz. So if I pay my kefil, I'm still not going to go ahead and exempt myself from the chemish, according to Rabbi Yaakov, whereas according to the Chachamim, I'm going to be potter from the chemish. So that'll be a simple nafkimina. So that's the, that's the sugi of chemish. Yeah, we have a machlikas rashi tesis, the gather of the din of chimish, according to rashi, it's a kapara, according to the tesis, it is a tashlumin. And through a machlikas tanayim, do you understand what you're exempt from when you're paying kefil in tandem with the, in tandem with the chimish, or maybe not with the chimish, and maybe not with the asham. That's that din. Um, and with that saying, well, let's, let's get at least an initial read in the sugya of of Gunab Thevanasa Ayil, which is Mamish going to be another heavy sugya, um, it'll probably take us, for sure, I assume, I assume it's going to take us more than a week in order to cover this. Be'ez Hashem. So we have a bit of time. I think it's Chavalta, not at least Chaparain here. So let's make at least our initial read of the Gemara of Rabbi Law. And that way, next week, we can start already from straight from the analysis. So says the Gemara, Amr Rabbi Law. If a person steals a lamb and it grows up, right? Ruvain has a lamb, Shimon steals it, and it becomes a ram, it grows up, becomes a ram in the domain of the Ganav of Shimon. 
Or Egel, he steals a calf, Venus Ashur, and it becomes an ox. So it becomes, it develops and changes its status while it's in the domain of the Ganav. So it says the Gemara, Nasa Shinubiyadai, it constitutes like a Shinui happened in the domain of the Ganav, Ukno, and he acquires it. Therefore, Tavuch Umachar, if the Ganav was to shecht it or sell it after it already developed into a ram or an ox, then Shalohu Teveach, Shalohu Meicher. There's no problem of Dalad Vehei. There's no chiv of Dalad Vehei. Why not? Because since it was a Tlevan Asa'ayil, therefore you acquired it and you have a Shalohu Teveach, Shalohu Meicher, you have Potash and Dalad Vehei. That's the stance of Ravi Law. So we, according to Ravi Law, that change which happened on its own, a Tlevan Asa'ayil, there we see you, is enough to suffice to make a Kenyan. He said, Rebchanina Ravilo, Rebchanina challenges Ravilo. He quotes a Braisa. Ganav to the Venasa Ayel, Egel Venasa Shor. If a person steals a lamb and it becomes a ram, it steals a calf and it becomes an ox, Meshalim Tashlume Kefal, Tashlume Abba Chamisha Kein Shaganav. You pay both the Kefal and Dalad Vehei Kein Shaganav. Vihisal Kadaitach Kanya Beshinui. And if you want to say that you acquired it through the Shinui of the Venasa Ayel, then ask the Gemara, ask of Chanina, why is he paying Dalad Vehei? According to the Braisa, Hello, since the Tlevan Asa'ayl constitutes a Shinui, Shinui is Kaina, so you should never have a Chiv Dalad Vehei. The Braisa says you have a Chiv Dalad Vehei. Therefore, claims Rav Chanina that Revilah, I can disprove your stance based off the Braisa. Amr Lake, so comes along Revilah and responds, Ve'elamai, Rather, according to you, what are you going to say? Shinui Lekoni? Shinui doesn't work. A Shinui of Tevin Asa'ayil doesn't work to create a Kenyan. So a Maimashalim Kein Shaganev. If that's the case, there was no Shinui here which stopped the Geneva, which the Geneva still continued to process, then why is he paying Kein Shaganev? Leshalim Kihashta. Although the Geneva never ended, because the animals that you stole are still here. So pay Kihashta. You shouldn't pay Kein Shaganev. Kasha on you, Rav Chanina. So Amar so Chanina responded, Ki hashta, the reason you don't pay the current value, Hainu Taima, the reason is, Delimishalim, that you don't pay. Rishum da Amar because the Ganev can say to the original owner, Turagon v'minach, what, I stole an ox from you? Dichurugon v'minach. What, I stole a, a ram from you? I stole a calf, I stole a lamb, so that's all I have to pay. To that, we end up with uh, heavy blows. Amar so Rav Yilo said Rav Chanina, Hashem should save us from your opinion, from your thought process. <coughs> and Amalei and Rechanina said, Adarabah, just the opposite. Hashem save us from the way that you're thinking. Because obviously this whole Gemara, every line here, you know, there's a lot being assumed. There's a lot of questions to ask on this. And Hashem, that's what we're going to pick up from next week. Looking forward to good Shabbos.